and I praise the Lord for giving us one uh, year of full of blessings in our lives. As we close the chapter of 2014, I actually I shared I shared this um, verse uh, December 17, December 17 or 14. Oh no no December 18 with a uh, with a uh, old folks in in capital uh, nursing home. But anyway, as we close this chapter this year and uh, as we look forward and uh, I I know we are so excited to to see what lies ahead of us. You know, uh, not yet, brother. Uh, we are uh, excited to see what lies ahead of us. Probably most of you will look back and ask ourselves, what just happened this year? You know, last January, we I remember we celebrated the candlelight ceremony in this church and now after 12 months passed it's passed so fast that we cannot even we cannot uh, we didn't even uh, notice it right so as we look back 2014 I want you to ask ourselves I want you to ask ourselves that this question what have I done this year for Christ's cause as a church, what have we done as a whole church, as a body of Christ for, for this year, for Christ's cause? And to that, I would like to title of the message for today is the call to finish well. Am I the one who's doing that? Okay. We'll see that verse in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6 to 8. Can we all stand and read the God's word? And it says here, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. May you all be seated. Thank you. There are three views that we, we w I want you to, to see on that passage. First, the, the view of Paul's presence. Second, the view of his past. And thirdly, the view of his future. First, let's study the view of his presence. It says in verse 6, for I am already poured out as a drink as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. And most of the time, I'm, I know for sure that you have heard this uh, this uh, a 
a verse you have heard probably in a funeral service, but you don't have any funeral service here. You are all alive. But I want you to remember that Paul, in his last uh, letter for, for Timothy, he said, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. Paul's view of his present is this. He is going to God, and he is telling uh, Timothy that Timothy, my, my, my beloved disciple, I want you to know that I am writing this letter for, for you to be encouraged and not to be sad. And if I am going to paraphrase the, the words of Apostle Paul to Timothy, this will be the flow. My beloved Timothy, the time has come for you to walk alone, faithfully serving him, our Christ. I discipled you with all the wisdom and knowledge I received from Christ. I am happy to see you grow in your faith to our Lord. I am happy to depart seeing you fulfilling the great commission. As Paul is, was trying to view the present, uh, his present time, he was trying to encourage Timothy. As he was trying to view his present time, he was looking that even though he's going to the Lord, his, his, his departure is near, he is encouraging Timothy. Timothy, I am going to the Lord. I know I am leaving you, but don't worry. The Lord is faithful and he will be faithful in you. So Apostle Paul here was trying to, to encourage uh, Timothy. And number two, he also was trying to encourage Timothy about his sacrifice. It says here, as we all know that Apostle Paul was a missionary, and he said in a, a verse 6, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. Have you heard or read any, any passage in the Bible about uh, pouring out as a drink offering? Or does it, any, uh, does it remind you of someone who also poured a water to offer it to the Lord? Actually, it was uh, uh, King David when he was thirsty and he was in the battle, battlefield and he asked, Oh, only if I can drink the water or the water that's coming out of the well of that uh, city, Jerusalem, was about to conquer that Jerusalem. And two of his mightiest men went to, to Jerusalem and they took water from Jerusalem and they brought it to to King David. And King David was about to drink it, but he said, Be far from me that I will drink this, and I and I will just sacrifice this or pour this as a drink offering to God. And of course we all know that they won the bottle. And here comes Apostle Paul was telling
telling Timothy that his sacrifice, his life, was being poured out as a drink offering for the Lord. As we close this chapter of 2014, and I ask you this question, what have you or we done for Christ's cause? For Apostle Paul, his life was poured out as a drink offering for God. And because of this, his, his view of, oh, let me just uh, get rid of that. Philippians chapter 2 verse 17 says here, But even if I am being put out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. And in uh, Romans 12, 1, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present yourself, your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Paul was trying to tell Timothy, Timothy, as I sacrifice myself as an offering to the Lord, may you also sacrifice yourself as an offering for God. That's why in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, he says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your, your body a living and a holy sacrifice acceptable to God. This is the only, yes, we can give the money, we can give our riches for God, but you know, those sacrifices will just be, just, will just be burned someday. But if we sacrifice ourselves, I'm not telling you to, to go to an altar and uh, slit your throat and uh, this is my sacrifice for God. No, that's not what I'm telling you, but what I am telling you is that we sacrifice our, our, our life to God by, you know, by doing the spiritual service of worship to God. We offer our lives, our lives to the Lord for His satisfaction. If we can only do that for God. GGCF, I tell you, we, our growth will just be like a mushroom. It will, will just pop up. If only we can sacrifice our lives as an offering to the Lord. And Paul was 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 so willing to give his life for God. And Paul even considered this status in life as all lost compared to what he have in Christ. Philippians chapter 3 verse 8, it says here, uh, verse 7 and 8, But whatever gain I had, I counted as lost for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. His life is for God's satisfaction. What about your life? 
about our lives. Is it for God's satisfaction? Or is it for our own satisfaction? And because of this pers- uh, perspective in life, his view of death was just a departure. He didn't view it as an end of everything. And we'll see the third is his view of death and the time of my departure has come. I was I was uh, thinking of how Paul how he managed to write those words telling Timothy that my son, my beloved son I am going to die soon. But Paul here used the word departure and in the Greek word it is translated to unloosing. All of us here who grow in, in, in the farm in the fields, especially in the Philippines, we are familiar with carabas or water buffalo. The farmer or its masters will master will put a yoke. Uh, Pastor, uh, uh, I forgot his name. Lenny, <laughs> Pastor Lenny showed us the yoke of of a water buffalo. When the master of that water buffalo will will uh, uh, till the land, he will place the yoke uh, at the shoulder of the buffalo, uh, or I mean at the neck of the buffalo, and uh, they will do the work the whole day. The word departure here is means unloosening. After the work, the master of that beast will. Uh, will take the yoke from the water buffalo and the water buffalo or the beast is free to roam around. It means his, the beast is done in his work. So he's free. So Apostle Paul used the word departure here as, as unloosening. I am free, Timothy, for this for God's ministry, for for God's uh, work. I am free from hardship. I am now going to meet our God, our, our, our Savior. So, his, <coughs> excuse me, his, uh, his view of death is not, is, is not uh, a, a loss, but it is a victory. I hope Christians will, as Christians, will say, you know, my departure is near. Or my, my, the time of my departure has come. And it will not be like, you know, my time of my departure has come and I am so afraid. Most of, most of, of Christians, I heard this, I heard this uh, story. Uh, for, for 21 years, his, his mom was just trying to, to give him verses every day uh, uh, when this boy did something wrong his mom will just pull verses from the Bible 
And then one day his mom learned that he had she had a, a cancer. And then his his mom is just totally different. She she forgot all the verses, all the promises of God in in the Bible. And for that reason, his uh, her son didn't want to believe the Lord Jesus Christ because he said he said, "How will I believe the Lord Jesus Christ when my mom, who is a devout Christian, that every day she bombarded me with verses, and when she's about to die, she was so afraid. She kept on talking about heaven, but when her time to go to heaven." She was so afraid. She doesn't want to leave. So brothers and sisters, as we speak about heaven, may we have this spirit of hope that our departure here on earth is not is not a, a, a loss, but it is a victory. We speak of heaven as a beautiful place. And it is my prayer that when that time comes for us to go to heaven, may we hold on that promise that we are not going to be afraid. Like Apostle Paul here said, his departure is like I'm leaving. I am free. From all these. And secondly, is not only his view of present, but is is also his view of his past. Verse 7, he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Three important uh, lessons that we need to learn from Apostle Paul as he views past. We know that he is excited about his future. Paul encouraged Timothy by looking back to his life. And as he looked back, he saw the trials and tribulation he, he, uh, he had, the persecution that almost killed him or uh, and his life, the loneliness he felt when his companions, the so-called friends, left him or abandoned him, and the pain and struggle he encountered just to share God's word. For, for Paul, it must be hard for him to revisit those memories. But as he revisits those memories, he saw, he saw three important lessons from his life. First is, he said, I have fought a good fight. The question is, have I given my best Christ thought this year. If the Lord will ask you or if the Lord will call you, 
through to be with him today and you have only one hour to look back to all these years that you spent here on earth and you ask this question have I given my best for Christ's cause this year what will be your answer Can we say to ourselves also, before that time or that day will come, am I currently involved in Christ's ministry? What have I done for Christ this year? As a church, what have we done for Christ this year? And as we look back for 2014, Can we say, Lord, this 2014, you have fought a good fight. As we close 2014 and embrace 2015, it is my prayer for us. God's followers that as we, we look back and ask ourselves this question it is my prayer that, that the answer will be Lord in 2014 I have given my best for you not only that you have fought a good fight also finish the race. In verse 7, I have finished the race. And in, in Acts chapter 20, 24, he said, But I do not account my life for any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Paul used an athlete as his metaphor in these verses. Probably to show how dedicated an athlete in finishing the task given to them. When Paul, when Paul is called by God, his primary goal was to finish the ministry in Acts chapter 20, 24. If only if his prayer was this, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. If only I may finish. 2014, we have planned a lot of things for Christ this year. Is it safe say that Lord we finish actually most of them like Paul here encouraging and his primary goal actually 
is to finish the course, the ministry that he received from the Lord Jesus. And what is that? To testify to the gospel of Jesus. That's his primary objective. To testify to the gospel of Jesus. This year, have you testified share the gospel of grace to those who don't have Paul was able to finish his race because he lived and walked his life under the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ in First uh, Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 says I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service. My brothers and sisters, the Lord Jesus Christ called us from slavery to freedom. And he has given us strength. And he appointed us to his service serve him well serve him well and in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says I can do all things through him who strengthens me we use this verse when we are uh, when we are faced with, with, with challenges in our lives and we'll just quote this verse, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. My prayer is that may you use the strength to serve him faithfully. We still have three days or four days before this year ends. May we use that four days to, to share God's faithfulness, to share God's grace, to share God's salvation to those people who don't have salvation and third is I have kept the faith you can't keep a faith that you are unsure about we can say we are Christian every every day we can say we can go to church every Sunday we can give uh, offering every Sunday we can talk about good things every day, but you cannot keep a faith that you are unsure about. Many times Paul engaged in many debates. He debated with scholars of his time, and because of that he was accused as a blasphemer in regards to Judaism. He was imprisoned many times flogged many times, put to shame many times, shipwrecked and stoned to death. And if I am Paul, I probably say to Timothy, Timothy, don't follow me or else you will die. You will have the same fate as I have. But Paul said, Timothy, I have kept the faith. I guarded the faith. I shared the truth 
to these people even though they try to kill me. As a Christian, I hope we, we, we can say this. I have kept the faith. For 2014, there's so many challenges in my life. I kept the faith. I guarded the truth. And his encouragement to Timothy, his son in the faith, that amid all those experiences he had, he guarded his faith. Christians, most Christians are good in guarding the faith. They guard it so much that they don't want to share it to people. We guard it so much that we don't want to go out on this church and share God's love. And we guard it so much that even our co-workers, our classmates, what even notice the difference. I shared uh, last Tuesday that in my workplace, they already know that I am a pastor. And I praise God. I praise God that God allowed, I was so afraid to tell them that I am a pastor because of this, uh, you know, I, I might offend them. But the Lord rebuked me by allowing my uh, Christian life to be known on that uh, clinic. And now they know that I am a pastor and I praise God. One of my co-workers told me, hey, you're a pastor. And what did you preach this Sunday? I can talk to them about the gospel. And I praise God for that. We had, we had this, uh, this policy that you're not, uh, you're not allowed to talk about your religion or your faith. But when, when they learn that I am a pastor, then they ask, what did you, what did you uh, uh, talk about last Sunday? What do, you think, what do you think about this issue? What do you think about uh, this Bible, this verse? And now I can freely talk to them about my faith. And I praise God for that. a faith that we are unsure about. Paul was able to view his presence. He was able to view his life as he brings offering to the Lord. He was able to view death as departure. And he was able to view his past. He was able to do all these things, all these things because of his view of That's the third point. Of the future. In verse 8, it says here, Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous God, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but 
also to all who have loved his appearing. Four days from now, 2015, will come. It's 2015. And as we look forward to what lies ahead of us, Paul was looking forward to what will happen to him. And he said in verse 8, Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. First, he was looking forward to meeting the Lord, the righteous judge. He was looking forward to meeting the Lord, the righteous judge. Paul was trying to tell Timothy, Timothy, my son, my son is sick. I will come to meet the Lord face to face. I will come to meet God face to face. And I will not be afraid. You know why? Because in Romans 8, Verse 1, it says here, there is, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Paul was so excited to meet the Lord, our Jesus Christ, our God, because in Him, he knows that there will be no condemnation when he meets the Lord. If we have the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives, when God calls us, in His kingdom to be with Him. Don't be afraid because there will be no condemnation for you and for me. Because the Lord gave His life for you and for me. And in, in Romans 3, 23, verse 25, or Romans 8, verse 33, I forgot to, to put that in my but it says here, Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. The Lord justified us by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The people here on earth will, will, will bring charges for us, but it doesn't matter as long as we are justified by the blood of if we will depart this earth not knowing that we will accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Because verse 8 here, if you don't have Christ in you, there will be condemnation. Romans 3, 23, verse 25 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in His divine forbearance, He passed 
over for me too. Like the Passover in Exodus. The Lord passed over our former sins because the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ was on our lives. That is why every time He sees us, every time He looks at us, He don't see the sin that we have. Every time He sees us, there is no condemnation, but only the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why He's so, that's the reason Apostle Paul used the word departure. Because he knows when I depart on on this, uh, uh, when I depart earth, I will there's there's this point of arrival. I I believe uh, Ate Dan will be here Monday, yeah, Monday right now. This this afternoon, and I'm sure Kuya Elmer is so excited to see her. I remember when when May and 2012 she departed from America to here she going to the, to the Philippines and and uh, I was so excited I, I I can't even you know every time I look at the clock oh it's, it's one o'clock and, and oh it's one thirty. It seems that the, the time is so slow for her, for her arrival. Here, Apostle Paul says, you know, my departure has come and I shall wait to meet the Lord. Because I know when I see Him face to face, there will be no condemnation. My, my sins were, were passed over. And every time He looks at me, and when I when, when, when I see the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm I'm there face to face with God He will not see me as a sinner but He will see me as justified by the Lord Jesus Christ how, how wonderful that day will come you know, I, I, I praise God for that for that promise and secondly His reward in view of the future it will His reward the promise of righteousness. Apostle Paul uses athletes as his metaphor and uh, as the runner as we all know as the runner finishes the race he will be rewarded right? The runner will not be rewarded because he joined the race. He will not be rewarded because he's famous. He will not be rewarded because he endured all obstacles. But he will be rewarded because he remains faithful in the end. Philippines, I was uh, 14 years old. My uh, tito, 
Israel is a cult and prophecy. And we were at Rizal Stadium. We were watching uh, a race. It's not a marathon, but it's, I don't know what it's called, but it's, they were running like eight times or ten times in the oval. I believe it was Asian Games, or no, 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 uh, yeah, Asian Games, and uh, these uh, participants were representing their own country, so they started running slow, and after the last, uh, after running for nine or ten, uh, nine lapses, and each one finishes the race. There this one little girl. She was struggling, running. She was uh, while running, and um, I can see that she was about to quit that time. But when all the people were starting to clap their hands and and encourage this little girl, I saw her cry. was or saw his life as a runner as he finishes the race he's looking forward to his reward not only because he will meet the Lord Jesus Christ but also the Lord Jesus Christ himself will put the crown of award the crown of righteousness to him. Christians, such is it, such is it, that the crown of righteousness is for everyone. Yes, salvation is free. We will have all the crown of life. Salvation is free, but the crown of righteousness is a special award for those Everybody will get the crown of righteousness. In First Corinthians chapter uh, nine, verse twenty-four, verse um, twenty-five, it says, "Do you not know that in the race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it." Every athlete exercises his self-control in all things; they do it in truth. that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. 
12 says, And that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love, for you will render to a man according to his work. That's his work. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13 and 15, If one's work will become manifest, for the day will displace it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as he suffers. Imagine that day Imagine, brothers and sisters, the judgment seat. The, the Lord will judge all our works. Imagine you are in heaven. And each, each one work will be put to test in the fire of heaven. And imagine your work was destroyed by God. said in verse 16 if anyone work is burned up he will suffer loss though he himself will be saved but only as he imagine your the person next to you he was called by the Lord and he, he was being called by God in front of, of, of millions of there, kneeling before God. And the Lord to your soul, because you have pushed the fire into the wall of the cross. The cross, I mean the throne of God. Imagine you saw all the GGCF members, and we were all in the same place. yourself, not having the crown of life, but everybody else have, has it, or they're, they're having the crown of life, they're receiving the crown, or I, I mean that they're receiving the crown of righteousness, imagine yourself crying that day because you don't have a reward, but you yourself, you are saved. I'm not going to fight a good fight, if I'm not going to, to keep the faith. And on that day that the Lord will the Lord Jesus Christ will call me. And I know for sure, Lord, I don't have the crown of life. And as we close today, it is a good time for us to reflect on this question. What have you accomplished for Christ this year? What have you accomplished for Christ this year? Secondly, 
what have you as a church accomplished so far? As we view our present, as we view our past, and as we view our future, Heavenly Father, thank you so much again that you have given us the life of Apostle Paul. Thank you so much again. You did not call us just to disobey the Lord, but also to serve you, O God. There are thousands, not or, or probably hundreds of people around us, in our neighborhood, in our in our office, in our in our schools, there are people who are still seeking you, God. Who are still unsure about their future when they die. They don't know where they're going, God. Oh Lord, it is our prayer, Father God, that at the end. have the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, O oh God, to share it to, to these people, O oh God, to our friends, to our families, O oh God. If you really care for them, if you really love them, O oh Lord, Father God, you'll, you'll just share your love, Father, your salvation, O oh 